Hello and welcome to ISA Conversations, Women in the Law of the Sea, a special production of the International Seabed Authority in celebration of the remarkable contributions of women to the progressive development of the law of the sea. I'm your host, Mark Thomas, and today we meet a consummate career diplomat and lawyer from the South American nation of Argentina, who successfully combined her skills of diplomacy and the training in international law to achieve important goals for her country. Lucia Schenkman works in the office of the legal advisor in the Argentinian foreign ministry and is the national focal point for matters pertaining to the state of the marine environment, capacity development in the International Seabed Authority, and is also the alternate commissioner for Argentina on the International Whaling Commission. She literally beams with delight whenever she speaks about the law of the sea. Lucia, welcome to the conversation. Thank you, Mark, for that introduction and for inviting me to participate in this podcast. I'm honored to be part of this initiative together with other female colleagues that I admire and respect. And I'm really excited to talk about one of my main passions, which is the law of the sea. Excellent. Lucia, I am struck by how animated you are about the work you do, work which draws upon the best of your skills as a diplomat and, of course, as a lawyer. Tell us about the convergence of those two disciplines, diplomacy and law, and what is no doubt a, a very demanding job for you, but one you seem to do so effortlessly. Well, I come from a family of lawyers, so I actually fell in love with law at a very young age. I've always felt a great passion for learning about other cultures, speaking other languages and connecting with different people. So that brought me to international law. After I graduated from law school, I started to work in the Argentine government and I felt a strong vocation for public service. So I wanted to combine my love for international law and my will to represent my country and to give back to my community. And I found diplomacy to be the perfect combination. So I believe that both diplomacy and international law are meant to connect people and countries. So they actually complement each other and they are fundamental tools to build a peaceful and united international community. So I like to believe that I'm making my humble contribution towards that goal. Excellent. Now, your job in the law of the sea and other responsibilities, they do require a lot of international travel and long hours, I'm sure, in the office. How do you manage that career, family, life balance? And what counsel would you offer to aspiring young women, young female lawyers seeking to enter this dynamic field of work? I think that achieving that balance between career and family is especially challenging for women in the law of the sea, as we have to travel frequently in order to participate in conferences and negotiations that take place in several international fora around the globe. Uh, and also when you are a diplomat on the line between personal and professional life 
is not always that clear as diplomacy is more a way of life than a job. Uh, from my personal experience as a mother and a diplomat in the law of the sea field, I can say that it's really difficult to achieve that balance on your own. At least in my case, having a strong supporting network back home has proven to be essential. Lucia, the law of the sea has been a male-dominated field from the outset. This is a matter ISA has been addressing by implementing policies to attract more women to the organization, especially into positions of leadership. Why should more women consider careers in your area of specialization, as well as in the marine science and research field? Even though it is true that there has been a historical women underrepresentation in the law of the sea, uh, I can proudly say that we have a lot of strong Argentinian women specialized in this field. Uh, for instance, we have Elsa Kelly, who is an Argentinian diplomat and lawyer that has served as a judge in the International Tribunal for the Law of the Sea. And we currently have another female expert as a candidate for ITLOS, uh, Mrs. Frida Armas, who has a lot of experience working in this field. Even in my own team uh, within the Division of Law of the Sea and Ocean Affairs in the Legal Advisor's Office, most of my colleagues are women. Uh, so there's a great tradition in my country of women in this field that I hope it keeps going strong. You also mentioned women participation in marine scientific research. And I believe it's really important to address this issue as women under representation in ocean science is a significant impediment to the implementation of UNCLOS. In this sense, one of the main challenges women face is the so-called glass ceiling, which prevents them from moving to higher roles and occupying decision-making positions. However, despite the fact that we are far away from reaching gender equality in ocean science, we should recognize that several countries and international organizations are taking action towards achieving that goal. Uh, you mentioned the International Civil Authority um, that has shown a great commitment to enhancing the role and participation of women in deep sea scientific research. For instance, the Women in Deep Sea Research Project aims at promoting the empowerment of women scientists, especially those from developing countries. And this initiative has been supported by my country, by Argentina and other member states of ISA. And actually one of its recent achievements was the publication of a report that provides the first ever gender mapping of deep sea research field and related activities. So I really believe that diversity is fundamental to allow innovation and creativity in the law of the sea and ocean science fields. So really we cannot afford to perpetuate a system that discourages women uh, from pursuing a career either in ocean science or in the law of the sea. I believe that on the contrary, it is our responsibility to introduce the necessary changes in this field for it to become a safer and more welcoming environment for women to thrive and inspire future generations of girls and women to take an interest in this field. 
Well said, Lucia. This is ISA Conversations, Women in the Law of the Sea. It's time for a quick break, but when we come back, we will hear more from Argentina's Lucia Schenkman on her remarkable work in the law of the sea. Uh, welcome back to ISA Conversations. We're having uh, a great uh, conversation with Lucia Schenkman of the Argentine Foreign Ministry. I must say, Lucia, we heard the faint strains of your son in the background. Again, part of the the career family family balance. Tell us a little bit about your your son. Oh well, he's one year old, so it has been really challenging, you know, to balance uh, my professional career and my family life. And also they are really, you know, interlinked when you're a diplomat. As I said before, diplomacy is really a way of living. I mean, and, uh, and it's hard. I mean, I'm still trying to achieve that balance. It's not easy. I don't have all the answers yet, <laughs> but I'm doing my best. What's his name? Fausto. 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 Wow. That's a very yes. powerful name. You have great ambitions for young Fausto. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Hopefully he'll be an important lawyer in the law of the sea. And a diplomat, <laughs> no doubt. And, and a as diplomat a, as well. And as a diplomat, I, I know you would be uh, familiar with Arvid Pardo's declaration back in 1967 uh, that the deep seabed should be the common heritage of mankind. Uh, when you think of that prescient statement in the context of the progressive development of the law of the sea, why is your work and that of your counterparts around the world in the law of the sea so important for humanity? Well, uh, we are currently in a key moment in the development of the law of the sea. Uh, several important negotiations are taking place in different international fora such as the negotiations for a legally binding instrument for biodiversity beyond national jurisdiction or BBNJ, and the debates regarding the draft exploitation regulations in the International Civil Authority. We are also in a very special year as we are commemorating 40 years of Anglos adoption, which marked a major milestone in the history of international law. And it's fairly recognized as the constitution of the oceans. After 40 years, Anglos is still going strong and it actually guides the ongoing international negotiations. I believe part of its success is due to the work carried out by institutions uh, that were created by the convention. I mean, the International Tribunal for the Law of the Sea, the Commission on the Limits of the Continental Shelf, and of course, the International Civil Authority. All of them have contributed to the correct implementation of the Convention and to the progression of the Law of the Sea. You mentioned the common heritage of humankind nature of the seabed resources. This principle was first recognized in Anglos and the 1994 agreement, and it implies that those resources belong to the international community as a whole. But with the right to benefit from those resources comes also a great responsibility to take proper care of them. 
in this sense, all countries and competent international organizations should commit to foster actions to advance ocean science for the benefit of humankind, in particular actions encouraging marine scientific research in the area, uh, ensuring equitable access to the results of such research, and promoting the participation of developing countries in the activities that are carried out there, while always reaffirming the protection of the marine environment. So I believe love the sea is essential to maintain order, productivity and peaceful relations on the sea. It deals with issues that have a huge impact in our lives and those of future uh, generations, such as the protection and sustainable use of the marine environment and its resources. So for all the experts working in this field, we have a great responsibility. Indeed. From where you sit inside of the, the government of Argentina, uh, how do you see the law of the sea impacting the foreseeable future of your country? Well, I come from a country with extensive maritime spaces. We are both a coastal state and a developing state. So law of the sea is actually essential for us in order to be able to manage our resources within our national jurisdiction, but also uh, contribute uh, to the protection and preservation of marine environment beyond national jurisdiction. Uh, Argentina is deeply committed to the conservation and sustainable use of the oceans and its resources. And actually we have a lot of initiatives at the national level to improve the existing scientific knowledge on the oceans, and especially to make sure that developing countries participate in that development, not only of the law of the sea, but also of ocean science. In this sense, all the capacity building activities, for instance, those that are promoted by the International Civil Authority are really important for countries such as mine. And actually, UNCLOS established the marine scientific research regime, but it also includes a duty, an obligation for all states to cooperate and also to transfer marine uh, technology from developed states to developing states. All these provisions that are recognized in UNCLOS are really important for us as a developing country. Great. I think Argentina is very fortunate uh, to have you, Lucia Schenkman, in the position that you now occupy doing such important things in the background and in the foreground. So let me ask you, what's next for you, Lucia Schenkman? Well, as for me, I hope to keep growing in this profession that I love. Maybe in the future, I hope to inspire other girls and women to pursue a career in the law of the sea. I really think that we need a higher female participation, both in the law of the sea and in the ocean science field. I believe that in order to take proper care of our oceans, we need all the talent, expertise and capabilities available. 
So we all need to commit at the different levels, national, regional, global, to offer more opportunities for women in the law of the sea and ocean science, and to recognize their contributions uh, to the progressive development of the law of the sea and the implementation of UNCLOS, and also to acknowledge their key role to achieve sustainable ocean development. So I hope to contribute towards achieving that goal. Excellent. Lucia Schenkman, Argentinian career diplomat and international lawyer, a woman in the law of the sea who's at the top of her game, a wife and a mother. Thank you so much for sharing your remarkable story of achievement and fulfillment with us, Lucia. Uh, we certainly share your enthusiasm and your optimism for the future. Thank you, Mark, for this conversation. It's been a pleasure. And thank you to the International Civil Authority for this initiative and for inviting me to participate. This has been ISA Conversations, Women in the Law of the Sea, a special production of the International Seabed Authority in celebration of the remarkable contributions of women to the progressive development of the law of the sea. I'm your host, Mark Thomas. Until next time, thank you for listening.